It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank, with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC Bank. Our guest is Sue Pullman, program director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, New Campus West. Sue Pullman is with us from the NGA. We hear a lot about the NGA in the news. I think some people still are a little confused about what it does. Sue, first of all, welcome to C-Speak. How are you? Doing great. Wonderful to be here with you, Mark. Well, remind us again, that's a a good starting point. What is the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, and what does it do? So that's a really good question, and I think that's something that more and more as time goes on, St. Louisans want to know and need to know. Um, So first of all, we're a Department of Defense agency. We're a combat support agency. Uh, We're also a member of the United States intelligence community, so we kind of have a dual role. Uh, Our motto is know the earth, show the way, understand the world. And so that kind of gives you an idea of what we do. Uh, Our director, Admiral Sharp, always likes to point out that everything on the earth happens in time and in space. And so that's our job. We're we're here to know everything about the surface of the earth, what's going on uh, on the earth. Uh, We need to understand all of that with a lot of precision and accuracy. So we have a lot of really smart people over at Second Street and throughout the agency that work on all of those things. Um, I can probably best use maybe some little vignettes to explain to your listeners what we do that might be helpful. So let's say there's a National Guard unit out of Missouri or Illinois that's that's going to get deployed over to Afghanistan. So um, they're going to get picked up by... Um, uh, an aircraft, probably out of Air Mobility Command. It's got Air Force Base, and they're going to get transported over there. NGA, our agency, is responsible for ensuring that all of the very important aeronautical charts that those pilots are using to get there safely are produced, that they're absolutely accurate. Likewise, if they have equipment going on ships, we're responsible for all of the maritime charting to ensure that that the ships get where that they need to be, that they don't run aground or run into something. Um Once they get there, they need to get where they need to be. Uh, They need to get there safely. So uh, we've got a lot of people that work to ensure that the earth is is mapped correctly, um, that they have a very safe and quick route to get from point A to point B. Um, Now, that unit is likely also going to want to avoid IEDs, avoid bad guys, so NGA, we're responsible for uh, using imagery to find evil, you know, evil folks that are out there trying to hurt our our uh, our soldiers. Um, in terms of accuracy, we all know we're driven by our GPS, right? Um, our agency is responsible for, and, and we have people sitting right down here at Second Street who are responsible for the accuracy of those satellites, those GPS satellites. So they're there to make sure that those are always giving all of that information off um, with with a great deal of precision. Um, so that's another thing we do. Um, so let's say that uh, National Guard units involved in some kind of humanitarian uh, mission. Maybe it's a natural disaster. Maybe it's a flood. So we have the scientists and the analysts who can uh, review old pictures of the earth to see maybe what a fl- floodplain looked like prior to this activity. Um, they can know what the impacts of the water coming in are going to be. Um, 
they can look at dams and they can assess the strength of the dams and, and whether the dams are going to hold up. Um, so if you think about that scope and that breadth of, of what we might be doing just to support one guard unit, you can kind of get a sense of, of what, what it is that our agency does as a whole. To what degree are we as civilians um, benefiting from this outside of what you just described? In other words, when we go to Google Maps or we use some of these other services, is that also part of what the NGA does? So so some of those organizations have very strong partnerships with us. And so a lot of – so let's say NGA has technology requirements. Um, a lot of times we're ahead of maybe what the general public would need in terms of a particular technology. So Google Earth's a great example. Uh, NGA as an agency – uh, probably gave Google Earth its start way back when, right? Because we had a need. That need uh, morphed into technologies that we used, which then mor- morphed into commercial application. Um, same way with commercial satellites. You you know you see that in your news business all the time. Commercial satellite images uh, coming in and being used to share information. Um, a lot of those commercial satellites became vi- viable because of NGA's investment and NGA's needs. So those are just some examples of how things that we do eventually morph into um, almost everyday use. So I'm curious, why was the site in North St. Louis chosen? Um, so very specifically, it, it took a lot of study, first of all. It, but that was a couple of year process. But, and we looked at everything from environmental impacts, economic impacts, impacts, um, our agency mission, our employees' interests, all of those things were considered. But but bottom line, when our former director, uh, Robert Cardillo, made the decision, he really was looking at where, um, what location would take our mission forward in the next 100 years. We like to say we're building for the next 100 years. Our current building's 100 years old. So so we, we think in those terms. We're thinking in the long term. So the proximity of that north side site gives us an area where we can build our industry partnerships. Um, we can stay close to existing academic partners like St. Louis University, Washington University, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, essentially just serve our employees and our business in, in the best possible way. Sue, so where is the NGA located right now? How many people work there? And then maybe a little background about how it came to be in St. Louis in the first place. Sure. So, NGA is actually worldwide. Our headquarters is in Springfield, Virginia, um, and probably about half of the overall NGA workforce is is out in Springfield, Virginia. Here in St. Louis, we have what we refer to as our West headquarters. We have about 25% of the agency here spread between two sites, Arsenal, the old Arsenal on 2nd Street, and then uh, we have a, a facility down in Arnold, Missouri. And when we move over to the new site, Arnold will keep going as an NGA facility. Um, By the way, I want to thank you for the Arnold facility because when it went in about 20 years ago, I owned a home there and benefited a lot from the NGA relocating. So that was a win for me too. So thank you very much. Thank Uh, you to the federal government. We are are glad to have helped out. Um, So a lot of people here in St. Louis recognize the old term defense mapping or DMA. So that's what we were here in St. Louis for a lot of years. And that in that mission, our, our you know, we were pri- primarily doing that mapping and navigation part of what we do today. Uh, actually started back in the 40s 
um, with the old Aeronautical Chart Information Center. That was kind of the first iteration here, became defense mapping. Eventually, in the about 1996, uh, the federal government decided we needed to combine some of our mission sets into a single agency to get better collaboration. So the mapping we were doing here at Defense Mapping was combined with imagery analysis, photogrammetry, things that were happening more out on the East Coast in the D.C. area from an intelligence perspective. So we brought all of that together. That became National Imagery and Mapping Agency, lots of acronyms here, or NEMA. And then in 2003, we changed our name, essentially changed our branding to the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency to kind of tie in that whole location services uh, spectrum of the world that's referred to as geospatial. So that's how we got to be NGA. Sue, everyone's wondering about jobs that will be created when NGA moves into the new site in North St. Louis. So what jobs will be available at either NGA or in the construction phase of the new facility? So the construction phase, I think it's important to know um, lots of jobs. So over a couple of years, uh, we es- we estimate our Army Corps partners estimate about 1,200 jobs on the site in the 2022-2023 timeframe. So that's a lot of tradespeople, a lot of opportunities um, for positions and, and for new careers for St. Louis folks. As far as NGA goes, um, our current population at 2nd Street is about 3,100, and that's what it will be at the new site. So so we're not talking necessarily new jobs. However, we have continual retirements, continual turnover. Um, we estimate, I think we still have about 30% of our workforce that's due to retire between now and 2025. So there are continual opportunities at NGA. We have student internships um, that we offer every year for college students. Um, And then there's also just the continual pipeline we need to keep uh, filled with those experts that we need in our field. Sue, what are the plans for the neighborhood surrounding the NGA site? So I think the city of St. Louis is working pretty hard on that. They've got a lot of objectives. Um, You know, they're working the Jefferson Avenue corridor, for instance, from a streets perspective to make that nicer. They're, um, I think, reaching out to developers and folks who may be interested. I anticipate we'll see our industry partners move in over there at some point. Um, There's already a lot of interest. You hear about companies coming in and moving into the Globe Building down here on Tucker. Uh, There's startups in the T-Rex. There's folks moving into Cortex. So eventually, I think those folks will migrate over. But also, we should see, with 3,100 new employees, we should, in that area, we should see restaurants, and we should see, you know, consumer goods and gas stations and, you know, just the things that people need uh, for their day-to-day. What partnerships has NGA developed around the neighborhood? So we started out almost immediately upon site selection and even before knowing we were moving into a neighborhood, into a community. So we have established strong ties with the various neighborhood groups. They're, you know, the, just the folks that, that keep keep on top of what's going on in their neighborhoods. Uh, we will also work closely with Project Connect, which is the city's organization that's set up to make sure there's good communication across all of those neighborhoods and communities. So those are kind of the primary places. And then going a little farther afield, our partnerships with the T-Rex, with 
the various universities. Uh, we're getting ready to establish some new closer ties with Harris Stowe, for instance. Um, but we've had long-term partnerships with others in the area like St. Louis U, Wash U, and even some businesses who have been here for a long time because of NGA's presence. The NGA headquarters opens in 2023. What do you expect the economic impact to be through the construction period, and what impact will the NGA have on the region once it opens? So in terms of during the construction period, I think you just have the natural impacts of that many people working on a site, all of the subcontracting opportunities that will be here in the region. I know the McCarthy hit partnership that's building our building, you know, they're very committed to local hiring, to local subcontracting where they can make that work. So that's that's just going to happen. Um, in terms of NGA's presence, again, we've had a long time presence here. We literally pump millions and millions of dollars into the economy in general um, because of our need, insatiable need for technology and for geospatial data. There are companies that are here in St. Louis today have a presence because of us being here. I expect that to only grow, and we're already seeing signs of that. Uh, when you think of uh, the organizations uh, like GeoFutures that are working in a collaborative approach to try to bring more industry here. Um, and then the work of our universities also. So it's interesting. More and more location technology is being used by the business community. How is the NGA helping St. Louis attract the best companies in this field? So, so again, because of our investment, um, the fact that we acquire a lot of uh, data and a lot of technology every year, that attracts uh, the big guys, right? The big guys come to town because they know they're doing business with us and um, they want to have that local presence. But on top of that, now what we're seeing, and it's not just NGA, but it's that whole idea of location services and the way that's becoming so ubiquitous across industry, um, we're now seeing um, goodness coming out of partnerships with companies like Bayer, for instance. Bayer relies heavily on geolocation services. So the, to the degree we can kind of collaborate, to the degree that, that there are groups like us that are investing, um, that's going to bring those small startups here that's going to cause the, the research student at, down at St. Louis University to come up with the great ideas that we, NGA, really need. We have hard problems, and we need, the, we need the big thinkers to work all that. And that's what NGA, I think, along with these other groups, are going to bring to St. Louis. So on a more personal note, how do you stay cutting edge? Uh, who do you learn from? What books can you share, podcasts, and other leaders you follow to stay at the peak performance? Sure. So first of all, NGA really stresses leadership development, um, even for more mature people like me. So we're, we're constantly being uh, given the opportunity to attend programs, seminars. Um, we have internal courses, and, and that really goes a long way to keeping us fresh. I like to read. I, I, I read a lot of biographies. I'm not so much on the management how-to books, but I do like to read biographies of great leaders. I learn a lot. Um, one I always recommend is uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, Team of Rivals, about Lincoln and his his team in the White House. Um, I think that's a just a great set of leadership lessons on collaboration and, and how you, you know, bring in diverse viewpoints. Um, and then, I, honestly, I have to say I do Bible studies, and that helps me a lot. You know, you can't uh, 
practice servant le- leadership and learn servant leadership probably from a better source than Jesus. So that's where I go. And that, that actually does help me quite a bit with the day-to-day stresses that we all have to face. Mike and Sue, thanks for being with us today for another C-Speak interview. C-Speak, the language of executives, brought to you by PNC Bank.